0: Bruno Mars, you're amazing. I love that song. It's so, 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 so beautiful. In studio, I have the fantastic Chris Thorpe. Chris is definitely technically challenged, but he is not challenged on many other fronts. He is absolutely an innovator and disruptor specialist. He um, has worked with some of the biggest brands like Nando's that we all love. We love their adverts. We love how they disrupt things. And he is the man behind, I'm sure you guys remember those rhino bracelets. Um, That's where it kind of started. And that's actually where I met Chris years and years and years and yonks ago. And, um, And then he moved on to do bracelets for many other causes and do so much to actually develop products that are still profitable and make a difference. And that's why I absolutely love, love, love Chris. And his latest initiative is Pinky Promise, which we are going to chat about. But first, let's welcome Chris Thorpe into Two Oceans Vibe. Chris, how are you doing today?
1: I'm sort of humbly um, 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 sending you my regards from a very hot Johannesburg. And, uh, yeah, I might be technologically challenged in one way, but I like to think I can make it up in other ways.
0: So You definitely if you can.
1: can. <laughs> if I could hear you, you are a master. And let me tell you, all the listeners out there, I've never seen someone multitask like you were doing while I was sweating beads up here in Johannesburg. So. So welcome to everyone and thank you. It's lovely to be on air with
0: you, my darling. Oh, my darling, it is so lovely to be on air with you too. And you do more than make up for it in many, many, many other areas. <laughs> um, Chris, tell me something. How did you, let's chat a little bit about you and your history. Like obviously I've given an introduction, but speak about where you've come from and what kind of led you to where you are now?
1: Well. You know, I think um, I, I've always been lucky enough that I've been able to follow my passion in marketing. And, you know, I always tell everyone I had such a privileged opportunity that um, that for over 12 years, I got to work with the founder of Nando's, Robbie Brosen. And, you know, not only, you know, do the listeners know the wonderful brand that he's created, but, you know, he just is such a visionary and was somebody that was, um, that I got on particularly well with. And I think that, he saw, an, you know, saw you know potential in me and gave me, let's call it rope, uh, to go out and, and create and develop a number
0: of... Sorry, Chris, you seem to have frozen there for a second. Um, Chris? I seem to have lost Chris. Um, I'm going to see if he will come back. And um, there he is. He's moving again. Yay. Okay, okay. So we lost you at, um, at your connection with the head of branding for Nando's, at the head of Nando's.
1: Yeah, you know, and I had such a wonderful opportunity to work with Robbie uh, for over 12 years. And it was whilst I was working with him, you know, that he gave me this opportunity to go out and create and do crazy things. And I think like he always used to say, there's such a, a fine line between success and failure. It's, you know, stepping one step to the right or, to you know, one step to the left. And um, it was while at Nando's um, that I had this opportunity of creating the, the malaria bracelet. And that led me on to, to realizing that, you know, through a simple product, one can create an enormous amount of awareness and at the same time, generate all the important funds that go to to um, focus on, on, on um, Initiatives that can make a difference, and um, you know. I so think, I think that's
0: the... where um, I want to just honour you for a second before we move on, because I think that it's it's really you know so many people want to make a difference and want to do something that makes a profound difference, but um, yes. there is this thinking that quite often happens and. Tell me if you've experienced, and I'm sure that you have, where people bend over backwards and kind of empty themselves trying to make a difference instead of making a difference while actually generating finances around that difference so that it can support itself and grow and also support others and allow others to grow as well. And I think that that's such a fine and delicate thing and such a fine and delicate balance and you've done it really well. Um, What led you to that mindset of doing things in that way?
1: you know i think that you know while i was at nando's and i got to work on the malaria project i was exposed to some of these big global ngos You know, i had the privilege of working with the bill and melinda gates foundation but i think you know it was being some proudly south african and saying you know why do we need these international organizations to come into our backyard and tell us what to do when quite possibly we understand the challenges uh, you know we we live in in challenging times in this country but in, do, in doing that, you know, you have to think, you know, for want of a better word, you need how to learn how to box smart and how to do things that are sustainable. Because I think a lot of people come into these things with all the energy and, and, and all the positives intentions, And, you know, you get these flashes in a pan and then six months down the line, their initiative just gets diluted. And I think, you know, I use this term commercial philanthropy, that, you know, mm. you, in order to be sustainable, you know, you've got to be able to put money on the table you've got to be able to put you know feed yourself and have the energy to keep going forward but you know in, in saying that I think transparency is is so important uh, being able to tell your donors and to tell the beneficiaries exactly what you do where the funds are going and and you are doing this because you want to make a difference so yeah. you know that that's all key important it's not to fill your own coffers but I think it's it's trying to make a difference for for everybody and you know I guess we're South Africans we want to try and make a difference to this country
0: a hundred percent we want to make a difference but a lot of people don't take action and I think that is the key um, you know important thing um, as I look you here in the eye from from Cape Town looking at you in in Johannesburg you're sitting in Joburg and um, and our hearts really beat with the same ethos of making a difference um, and actually taking action to making that difference happen so um, let's pick up again you were working with Nando's and you um, started the Rhino Bracelets what spurred that off
1: well you know it was coming back from an expedition I was up in, in Lilongwe, Malawi of all places and I'd be giving a talk to the Global Fund and I came back to South Africa and a very good friend of mine at guy by the name of Peter Lamberti, who's probably one of the foremost wildlife movie producers and directors in the country, started to tell me about the problem that we are having with the rhino. And uh, and, and in saying that, you know, he was saying one of the most needed things are funds that can go to, to NGOs who are out there rolling up their skis and trying to make a difference. And that's when I just connected the two together, that we'd just created this malaria bracelet and felt that something like the rhino bracelet uh, could have a real place. It was going to allow all those South Africans who who were sitting in the suburbs and not out in the bush and who were appalled with what was going on, a way that they could both show their support and at the same time uh, raise funds. And then I think one of the other key elements, and, and possibly one of the most important, is that it became something that created employment. That yeah. we needed people to make the bracelets and of course that's the one key initiative that we sit here today that the South African government are trying to resolve and that's the creation of jobs yeah. that we could make something locally and that we could sell it in all the curio shops around the country we could find and you know wonderful ambassadors and might I add, it was such a privilege to have someone like uh, Prince Harry who wore our bracelet and gave us an enormous amount of exposure That. You know, led the fact that the rhino bracelet became the most popular um, selling bracelet in the world, um, and funds that uh, we raised from that helped to do an enormous amount of good when it came to uh, conservation and, and our rhino.
0: It so, well, I well, remember you, know, you that doing that, and I remember you then doing the malaria bracelet afterwards as well, and the profound difference that that malaria bracelet. Um, made, the funds from that. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. that?
1: Well, you, and I think, yeah, the basic premise behind that, and, and, you know, anyone in marketing will know this, that there was a, a basic call to action and a return on the investment. So it was able to say to people, this is the problem. Will you give us some money? But in return, we will give you something that you can wear. And so long after you've donated the money, the bracelet that sat on your wrist became a mechanism that spread the news of this all-important problem and you know malaria is the biggest killer of kids in africa and by simply being able to raise money and give someone a malaria net you can change someone's life forever and uh, you know i'm just happy to still see that that whole malaria initiative is uh, is still going great guns and nando's and, and through rock rosen are really you know making a difference to the world and uh, focusing on a country like Mozambique, which is like the spiritual home for Nando's and where their key initiative is to try and eradicate malaria. And, uh, you know, certainly the, the bracelet doesn't solve the whole problem, but it certainly goes a long way to, to helping to make a difference and uh, raise money for malaria nets and other uh, initiatives that they still carry on to this day um, uh, with Kingsley, Holgate and many of the other good folks at Nando's.
0: Well, I think that that's an important point as well um, that you've just mentioned now, Chris, is that it doesn't solve the whole problem, but none of us really can. That's the reality, right? We've got these massive challenges in life And none of us can solve the entire problem but we can be that person on the beach throwing in as many starfish as we can back into the water and saving one at a time and at the end of the day that for me is the most important thing don't get overwhelmed and go oh my goodness it's too big I can't do anything rather go okay it's a massive problem but I'm gonna do what I can in my capacity and um, some people can do a hell of a lot in their capacities and some people can do a little bit but everybody can do something and it's adding up all those little bits that actually ends up becoming a change so like just buying one little malaria bracelet is going towards assisting what buying one little rhino bracelet is going towards assisting and there are some people who don't get overwhelmed easily like chris and i um and I am overwhelmed often, just so that you listeners know, um, but I tend to like to challenge myself, um, and so I dive headfirst in the deep end, and um, you all know that I'm extremely passionate about um, shifting this issue of gender-based violence in our country and not only in our country in the whole world and um chris being the lovely friend that he is has been following me on and my escapades on social media and on radio and he sent me an invitation to the pinky promise which is his latest passion project and chris i would love you to introduce us to the pinky promise um what is it and, and how did you get the idea to do it
1: yeah, and you know, can I just add one thing and, and, yes. and while you there, you know my favorite favorite African proverb is If you want to go fast you go alone, and if you want to go far you go together yes. And you know I think that leads in so beautifully into pinky promise and exactly what you were saying That you know in order to make a change we need to do things together And that's what's going to really bring about a turn in this country and so Yeah, you know, Pinky Promise was born out of, you know, a number of months of wondering what could be the next big disruption that could replace the bracelet. Um, You know, I believe that the bracelets had run for over 10 years and, and, you know, as with everything, they kind of get stale. And I I was walking around with bracelets on my wrist and no one ever asked me what would, what does that mean? I think they just, they became all too commonplace. And uh, I was doing some work in the beauty industry of all things and, and saw this enormous um, um, energy that was going into all these nail bars and, and all you beautiful women out there. I mean, I just love looking at the way that, you know, you go every week down and have your nails done. And I thought the disruptive guy that I am and, and, and the fact that I've had the opportunity of, of having a manicure once or twice, and I'm, I'm sure some of your male listeners might agree with me. It's possibly one of the most wonderful ways that you can spoil yourself. <laughs> um, having your nails buffed up, uh, you know, you do feel quite uh, fancy. But I thought, wow, I wonder if I could be that guy that could get men to start painting their nails. And I wasn't sure what that was going to mean. And I was visiting our ad agency and, and, and Sandra, who, uh, who works at, who's a Dutch lady, um, who works there, was telling me a wonderful story in Holland about a little boy called Tian who was five years old and he got cancer and for some reason he painted his fingernails red. Anyway, they took Tian off to the doctors and the doctor said, we can cure your cancer but it's going to cost you 100,000 euros. Sure. And uh, you know, that's a lot of money. Mm. And, um, and what his dad did, he was uh, quite a um, uh, clever guy, he thought, you know what, let me paint my fingernails red and like the ice bucket challenge, I'm going to challenge all my mates to do the same. And then let's see if we can, you can raise this uh, this money that's needed. They went to a radio show and the, the radio DJ like you picked up on this trend and it went viral throughout the whole of Holland to the point that even the Prime Minister of Holland painted his nails red. And uh, they managed to raise over 2 million euros for this little boy. It's and of course so that thing cemented this idea. Yeah, it was amazing, absolutely amazing the only thing though that it didn't have a name and it didn't you know it kind of just sort of fell flat after that Mm. and when i was flying down to cape town and as we were coming into land over paul uh, this idea hit me and it you know it was just a simple 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 idea and that was the idea of a pinky promise and i think you and all your listeners realize what it is to do a pinky promise you know the clasping of your little baby finger it's just the ultimate seal of, of, um, of uh, um, you know, a challenge that you take with somebody. It's a way of, 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 of sealing a promise. And I think that, you know, living in this country in South Africa at the moment, our moral compass, as I say, is spinning so fast that it's become like a helicopter. You know, you just turn on the radio or switch on the television and there's just another fraudulent case or another politician Mm. that's done something wrong or another corporate that has cooked the books and i think that this is an opportunity for us to really set the clock back and the whole idea behind pinky promise is to get people to paint their baby finger a color and that color that they paint their nail represents a cause Mm. and to start with obviously gender-based violence is is so on point And I think that it really, you know, we're able to relate to the youth of South Africa in such a wonderful way that it gives them an opportunity to paint their color, their finger a color. And in doing so, not only show their support for the cause, but also to raise the most important funds that are needed to go to various beneficiaries that are rolling up their sleeves and are out there doing the good um, that I know that you are so passionate about uh, in supporting.
0: It's it's such so, a yeah, great that's, idea that's because that's it also cigarette. is it, it it's such a great idea because your pinky is also always with you and so it will remind you um constantly to keep your mind um, you know, focused on on serving something greater than yourself which I so believe in, you know. Um, I believe that that is um, part of the gift of being on this planet is that we are able to serve something greater than ourselves. So I really, I have to just honor you, um, Chris. You are just a phenomenal, phenomenal human being um, who... Um, does it's not about lip service it's not about just talking it's about actually taking action and doing something to create very necessary changes that are required in this world and um, and I really uh, that it's just such an honor to know you I must just say thank you so much for what you do it's fantastic
1: that's so kind of you but you know as I you know as I said we, we want to go far and and in order to go far, we need to do this together. And it isn't, isn't it amazing that suddenly the smallest digit on your hand can become the most powerful, the most powerful way that you can communicate a message? That when you walk into a room and that uh, somebody looks at that little baby finger and says, hey, what's that? You become an ambassador. You become an influencer. And of course, with the, the gender-based violence that we're kicking off with, uh, the first hashtag is for, is to say to men, are you man enough? Are you man enough to go and paint your little baby finger a color? Uh, doing something that's very uncomfortable and a little bit disruptive. Yeah. i tell you what, when I painted my little finger for the first time, <laughs> it, was, it was a weird feeling. But you know, it certainly sparked conversation. I think yes. when people got over the fact, you know, did I bang it with a hammer? <laughs> I was like, oh, there's a real reason behind this. And we want to stand behind all the beautiful women that are in our country and to say, hey, we as 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 the as the real men, as the men that are able to move ourselves into an uncomfortable position and say we are man enough to paint our fingers. But it's not only for men to do, it's obviously for women and to in solidarity, for it's dads for and daughters to to do the, the, the deed themselves. And the whole goal is to get to a million fingernails by the 16th of December
0: that was going to be my next question is I know that um you know it's very important when setting goals to have a timeline of um Mm. of when you want things done and we were chatting and you told me it was the 16th of December you wanted a million pinkies um what is happening specifically on the 16th of December that 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 is the goal
1: well, you know, that's all going to be part of the, 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 the 16 days of activism. And, you know, one of our, our, our key roles is the um, engagement with corporate South Africa. Because corporate South Africa have been given this challenge. You know, what are they going to do yeah. uh, to help make a difference? And I think this is not the only answer, but it just provides them with a wonderful way of um, doing internal branding, right? Being able to give money to meaningful beneficiaries but at the same time involving their staff so that they can also walk the talk uh, when it comes to uh, a corporate aligning themselves with a particular beneficiary and obviously aligning them with this huge problem that we have of gender-based violence in this country.
0: Amazing. I think that that is absolutely phenomenal. One of the things that um, Chris and I spoke about was um, I am saying that we need another march you know, I'm, I'm saying that we need to, we can't wait. It is an urgent situation, um, all over the world, but in South Africa, seven, seven women a day, three children. I mean that it's just, the statistic is far too big to be ignored and it's far too big to kind of go, okay, yes, we're going to sort it out at some point. We need to create another march. And, um, And that was possibly one of the dates that we were looking at creating another march. The one thing we were worried about, and I'd love to hear feedback from you listeners, is that a lot of people by that stage will be on holiday with their kids. um, And so maybe they're not going to be in the city centers. And it won't be as effective. We won't be able to get as many people together. What are you guys thinking? We were looking at that date, and we were looking at was it the 26th of November? I think Chris that we that we said was the other date. Um, what do you guys think, listeners? I would love to hear from you um, as to when you think would be a really good time to march and go to government and have a list of requests that they that they then address. Um, for the march, I would love, love, love to hear from you, Chris. Where to from here? What is happening next with Pinky Promise? What can um, people yep. do? Where can they find? What to do? <laughs> um, what What is well, the next know, step?
1: And you should have warned the listeners that when when the two of us get together and our minds start racing, there is all. There's so much to talk about, but yes. you know, I just wanted to add, you know, this this march that you wanted to organise. That you know, listeners that aren't close, close by or or kids can still be part of it because yes. by painting their fingernail sending in the pictures going on to our Instagram site it basically means that you are also becoming part of that March you're also going to be part of that number that gets us close to a million people so you know that's just one way that they can in a way support the March without actually being there but you know we're very excited to have our Johannesburg launch um, of pinky promise tomorrow We've got some incredible beneficiaries that are coming uh, on board with us. Uh, The listeners might have heard you speaking with Teresa from Dermalogica. And isn't that incredible that uh, we've we've Her her interview is
0: going out next week on Tuesday, actually. It was a pre-record, yeah.
1: Okay, so, you know, they'll they'll get to hear about that. And I don't don't want to be a spoiler alert then. But that is just so incredible that global brands are are seeing... um, And when I say the opportunity, it's not brands taking advantage of a situation. It's about brands saying, you know, what? this is what we can do with our sphere of influence. This is what we can do. And of course, that's the future in marketing. Mm -hmm. The kids of today are looking for for a lot more than just something that sits on the shelf. They're looking for brands that have got real soul. Um, But we're also going to announce one of our key beneficiaries, which is called Father a Nation, that your listeners are going to get to hear about as well and again i don't want to to take away too much from what craig is going to say but again this is a very meaningful organization that's doing a lot of work with all these young boys that grow up in south africa without fathers and a real key reason why we have gender based violence in this country but you know one of our key initiatives now is to interact with corporates around south africa because as i said this gives them something that they can show how they are supporting against gender-based violence, as well as raising funds, um, and uh, and the schools. We, you know, one of the we're really excited to be, be getting involved in all the schools in South Africa, where the girls can challenge the boys, where the girls can get their dads to, to uh, jointly paint their fingers together. It's all about the numbers, you know, yes. we, the numbers game. We want to get to a million people, and this is how we're going out to do it.
0: Amazing. Well, Chris Thorpe, you incredible human being, thank you so much for making the time to be here on Two Oceans Vibe with us all today. Um, it is very, very deeply appreciated. And, um, and I'm sorry, I was teasing you so much about the technical hiccups earlier, but he really is one of the most phenomenal human beings and we have been very lucky to have him in studio. So thank you so much, Chris
1: Thank you so much for your time, and uh, listen, it's, it's a privilege, and, and, and I'm really humbled by the support and that you've given us, you know, and I think, you know, when we re- reconnected down in Cape Town, you just got it, man, you understood exactly what this was about, so it's heroes like you as well that are going to help uh, uh, take this far, and that's what it's all about.